0: We begin now with a word on self-isolation from Carmelite Mother Celeste. Mother Celeste, it's so good to have you here with us. You are the Prioress at the Carmel of St. Joseph in St. Agatha, Ontario. So you're a Carmelite. Yeah. It's so good yeah. to have you here with us. Um, yes. Yeah. Maybe some of our our viewers are not uh, familiar with that Carmelite lifestyle, but you live in a cloister. Can you explain to us what that means?
1: Okay, so we felt we had a vocation, a call to really give our life to God by encountering Him in the interior of our souls. And so we desired to have a space where we would eliminate some unnecessary intrusions so that we could concentrate on giving ourselves to God by this uh, contemplative life of prayer. Now, we don't have an active apostolate, but our apostolate is actually that of prayer, prayer for the Church and with the Church for mankind.
0: So, so oh, yeah? s- sorry, yes. to inter- sorry to interrupt, so essentially you're setting yourselves apart from the world, so you you have less distractions? Is that the idea?
1: That's right. So we set ourselves apart, not because we want to be apart, but in order to give ourselves to this life of prayer, we need a certain amount of faith to, to meet our Lord and to grow in this life of prayer, to have this encounter with Him on a daily basis, to try to become more attentive to His presence. Now God is always present to us, but we're not always present to Him. Right. So the Church allows this vocation because it does bring about many fruits of prayer as well Mm -hmm. for the Church. Like our life is not for us, we're not separated just because of us, but it's for the Church,
0: Mm -hmm. for
1: mankind.
0: Do you think that this is, I mean, I think the Church would teach that this is something that every Christian should be doing, maybe not all the time, but in, in time, at moments in our lives? Is that maybe what Lent is exactly.
1: exactly. Exactly. We're all called to this union with God. That's what Heaven's going to be, our union with God, that the, we're made for God. So Saint Augustine said, you have made us for yourself, O oh Lord and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not easy with our the difficulty of daily living to be always so attentive to God. So God in His mercy draws a few, just like God sometimes picks up a lamb, that way the mother sheep follows the lamb, and so He picks us up and puts us here, showing the world that it is possible, not easy, but it is possible to live this
0: life. hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you think? And I'm sure you. I'm sure you get this question asked a lot. But did you think, as you started your your vocation or you started your life as a Carmelite uh, so many years ago, that you would miss anything from, if I can say, from the outside?
1: Actually, at that point, no. Mm. Um, the the drawing is pretty strong, but. Obviously, as the person continues with the life, the person may want to begin to question oneself, particularly when things become a little harder. So first of all, when God draws, he draws us because he has to wean us away from other likes and dislikes Mm -hmm. in order to, like in in Ezekiel, in, in Hosea, he draws us into the desert in order to speak to our heart. And Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that this is what's happening today. You know, none of us wants to have this virus, but St. Paul says that to those who love God, all things work unto good. So somehow this is willed by God, allowed by God. Put it that way. God Mm -hmm. doesn't will evil, but he does allow not to bring good. So somehow he's bringing people into the desert Mm
0: -hmm. so he
1: can speak to their heart.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that... Uh, I think that you're right. I think that that's, if if anything, the the main thing that people are finding that we're being forced upon. The desert is being forced upon us. land yes, is being forced is. upon yeah. us. Um, and some it's, people it's are, struggling, and maybe, but some people maybe, as you say, are struggling with that. So so you that who live this type of life, this cloistered life, every day. What what advice do you have for the rest of us that uh, are not used to it?
1: Okay, so. Uh, Saint Teresa of our founder, has always said to us to make a uh, a virtue of necessity. Mm-hmm. So right now, it's a necessity to live this isolated life, particularly if one has actually encountered somebody with um, COVID-19. Now, with our life, um, it is structured so that we can continue uh, on a daily basis without meandering off too far from, you know, mm-hmm. the purpose of our life. So having a structure, so uh, we have, there's the mass, there's we have the divine office, we have times for, for work, we have meals together, we have times when we talk together with each other, like we call them recreation times, mm-hmm. so the whole life is structured to um, deepen one's friendship with Christ, and also friendship with each other, and you know, Sometimes I know family life can be difficult, just as any community living can be difficult at times. Mm -hmm. But it reaps so many benefits if we can do what we can to keep nurturing it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, in the families today, I know it's difficult. There's stress of living so close together, particularly when the apartment may be small, no no job, perhaps wondering where the next meal is going to come from. What to do? Well, if they if they could put a little structure in their life, Mm -hmm. if you could put some time to pray together, Mm -hmm. um, time to talk to each other, doing little things that will help build up the family unit. Mm -hmm. Um, It truly is true that when there's a family at peace, that family is a foundation stone for society. Right. And we need those foundation stones. We need each other to grow.
0: Yeah. And I guess one of the good things is that people are still able to be connected because there might be someone who maybe lives by themselves and they're being forced, they they don't have anybody else with them, Um, but you would say that the structure is still important. Um, The structure
1: structure is important, yes.
0: Yeah. Can you maybe give us some uh, advice on how to reflect on this desert time as a i mean it is lent and we're just about to go into holy week yeah um, yes. so, uh, what what does the church teach about the importance of these moments of 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 quiet self-isolation d- less distractions desert
1: yeah yes well i think that having making for yourself a little plan of life
0: mm-hmm. a
1: little bit of structure um if you have a chance to uh, follow the mass on TV have a little bit of time for your prayer do mm-hmm. some good reading um reach out to others where you can a telephone call um, it's important to keep connected somehow um have have a little structure in your life so you have time for your rest time for your meals time for your for your work when you have that
0: mm-hmm. you
1: feel like you're you're connected better as it were because we seem to need some sort of pattern in our life and um, well while it's not always possible perhaps to follow always um, the structure it does help because we don't have to worry then what's going to happen next the next hour right. next hour at the meal or time for prayer but it's a time to be um, well it's a time to face the reality that God is calling me to Listen
0: to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's that's probably the most important thing, <laughs> right. um, Mother. You, your, your vocation is prayer, as you said at the beginning. You, this is what what you you do. You're 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 separated from the world, but in a way, you're most more connected than most of us um, in <laughs> prayer. Can what can you leave us with a prayer? What is your prayer for for people today going through this crisis?
1: So we're praying for everyone. We're praying for the. The healthcare workers. We're praying for the priests and religious. We're praying for the families. We're praying for those that are sick. We're praying for the um, for those that are suffering, especially loss. Um, we're praying for even the businesses that are, are losing, but I'm sure they'll come back very well eventually. Uh, but I think our main prayer is asking the good Lord to look down upon us and give us ears that will listen and a heart that will understand that He does love us. There's nothing that happens that God isn't aware of and allows for our good. Mm -hmm. And when we have that trust, it's not so frightening. When we have this faith in God, we have a confidence then too that He's going to take care of us. He is the Good Shepherd, He is the Divine Lover, and He's our very best friend. And he's our father
0: he mm-hmm. loves us amen mother celeste thank you so much for that prayer and it's so comforting to know that all over the world there are people like you sisters like you that are praying for all of us um, and thank you for your advice and for your prayers today mother celeste um, prioress mm-hmm. you're the prioress <laughs> at the carmel of saint joseph and you joined us from your home at the carmel at saint joseph today mm-hmm. thank you so much yeah.
1: You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you. Thank, you.
0: Thank you. That was a conversation I had during Holy Week with Mother Celeste, Prioress of the Carmel of St. Joseph in St. Agatha, Ontario. I spoke with her on the Salt and Light TV series Hope from Home.